Welcome to Essential Conversations. I'm your host, Rebecca Mears, with my co-host, Luca Halex. And this week, joining you from our own little nests in Vancouver, um, we've actually got our one of our colleagues from CJSF. We've got Matt Woodford. Matt, thank you for joining us today. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> this is our uh, proactive effort this week to make sure that we're bringing you some live content, um, even while we're not able to go into the CJSF studio, as we are all being very ca- careful and cautious, doing our part to flatten the curve, which I think BC is starting to do pretty good. I'm very proud of us. Go, BC! Don't, don't go anywhere! Yeah, don't go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we're doing our part to keep you at to keep you at home, so we're keeping you yeah. entertained. Yes, exactly. So for our entertainment today, so Matt, um, you do work with uh, CJSF, and you're also on the board, I believe, right? Uh, yes. yes. So I have moved uh, through pretty much all the levels of community radio, starting back at uh, a university station in Victoria called CFUV 101.9 FM. Started there in 2008. Um, doing volunteer hours at a time in my life when, yeah, I was in my very early twenties and, uh, really was following my heart. That, that's all I really wanted to do. That's what was important to me. Um, and so that led me with, to radio and it, and it just quickly became, uh, like a, a real identity factor for me. And so because of that passion and what I was, uh, um, excited about doing, yeah, I moved through programming to um, getting some some experience doing fundraising activities and and whatnot with the radio station, and then I went to broadcasting school, which brought me to Vancouver. Uh, I went to BCIT's uh, radio journalism program, radio entertainment program, and as soon as I moved from CFUV uh, in Victoria, I came here to Vancouver and checked out a few of the stations. And as soon as I went to CJSF, that was it. I, I found my home. So what was it that you found at CJSF that said to you, uh, this is the, this is the spot? Um, I, I think I, the, the people that I had met when I first got here to the city through the radio program, um, they had, that was their home station and they're still all there. Jesse Wentzloff, Jamie Sessford. Um, there was a fellow. Um, named Dave Swanson, who was at CJSF a couple years ago now, six or seven years ago now, um, who's still very active in the city, making podcasts and being an audio producer. And it was it was those initial friendships and and CJSF. I, I not to um, you know uh, put down any other stations or anything like that, but at, okay. at the time the the other station was CITR at UBC. And their space was, uh, in need of some, some, some zeal, some, a little, you know, R and R. And it, um, it wasn't super comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. And then I, I did go by co-op as well. I don't know if you guys are, um, um, invo- involved in co-op at all, but. No, I've been on really one of their nice, shows though. <laughs> yeah. They have a really, they have a really nice space as well. Um, but I like the university vibe of, of CJSF. Mm-hmm. 
And, and ever since I've been there, the amount of people I've met and the programming that I've heard come through there just always uh, keeps me coming back. Yeah. And so this year you moved on to the board. Yes. Yes. That's a, I moved that's to the a big board this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, I, what, I, a, what attracted you to that? I mean, I think initially, uh, Luca, what happened was I, at CJSF and, and, and the running of any nonprofit society is all kinds of involved with bylaws and uh, constitutions and just mandates to flush out the, the purpose and, the, and, and what to fall back on when the station um, wants to make changes or advancements or what have you. And so we were at one of these kind of junctions where we were looking at our bylaws and saying, okay, well, we need to reestablish some, some certain elements to the station. And one of those happened to be uh, the determination between a, 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 a community member of a community radio station and a campus member of, of that same station. And so this kind of got the wheels turning in my head being that I have solely been a community radio um, advocate and user producer my whole career, I guess you could say. I, I never did go to any of the institutions that I worked at as a rate or volunteered at. So, uh, that to me was a, was a little bit of a call that was like, here's another space that I can give back to a community that really, like I said, kind of defined a lot of my skill set. Um, yeah. and it's kind of, it's to be honest, it's kind of just like an adult game of, it's like a fun adult game that you play. <laughs> that's, that's that's how we all feel, no matter what our age is. Oh, we're we're adulting now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's it is a it's a, a volunteer kind of thing like this is is so interesting, and it's especially interesting when we're going through challenging times like this. I mean, we've now all been told that we have to stay out of the physical station. Um. So so we're all comparing notes on. How do you capture audio and how are you uploading things and how long does it take and, and, uh, how are you setting up your guests and, and how do we record the things that we used to go into the station to record? So for all of you listening out there, this, this is, you're watching us adulting and, and learning <laughs> as we go, right? Because we all have full-time jobs that, that um, we earn money at, and then we have the stuff that we do at the station because we believe in community radio and mm-hmm. campus radio, right? So here we all go uh, experimenting. Matt, I'm curious to ask you uh, about when you were referring to when you first got into radio and you really dug in deep, you said that it was it was where your heart was. It really reflected your heart. Could you tell me more about that? Like what about radio connected to your heart i think it just maybe opened it up a little bit like i i i think in when anybody's kind of working on like passion or something that interests you um and you you come to that junction and all of a sudden you're like oh wait a second like i i actually have a bunch of skills that are kind of already that i can bring to this and I think maybe the the wide the wide spectrum of what radio is and what is possible on the radio, and not only from like a content point of view where you're like, okay, I like this band, so I want to interview this band, or I I you know I idolize this person and think they have a good perspective, so let's hear from them. 
it's also like, okay, well, how do we make that happen? Like, what's the technical side of this? Right. How do we, you know, so for me, there, it, there was a merriment kind of of this, oh, I, I can be creative and silly and, and make up voices and tell stories, <laughs> but I can also be very pragmatic and, and technical in how the operation and how best to make that sound as good as it can. So, because it's really the story that you want to come through, but it's only going to be aided by like, you know, kind of like the, the quality of that story and how, so yeah, I think that was really the merriment, the, the thing that really drew me to, to radio and, and keeps me around. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's, it sounds like, you know, you, you get a chance to problem solve, to be strategic, to be proactive in order to try to make sure that, uh, A, you're finding the story and B, making sure that story is being communicated in the way it can be understood in the way you're wanting it to be understood. But then it sounds like you just want room to just be your own bold ass goofy self. <laughs> yeah. And it gives, and that's the beautiful thing about it is you, you, I can do both of those things. Yeah. And exactly. you know, I can, I can play the kind of like serious adult game of being on the board and, and <laughs> trying to develop strategic directions for an institution that I love while at the same time, you know, what, making up a voice of what I think a crow would sound like and what <laughs> instrument they would play if they were in a band. <laughs> you know? That's so great. I love it. <laughs> and the whole adulting thing comes into better focus here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think cultivating that that um playful side's really important for you, but it also makes what you're doing so much more engaging, I'm sure, for everybody that's listening to you. So you're in the right zone. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and no, I was excited when you guys invited me on the show cuz um I also love to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> do you have other um uh quivers in your uh, in your arrows no, in arrow, your quiver. arrows in your quiver i gotta gotta get my 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 quivers in your liver yeah yeah, yeah. I, because well i was thinking about you've got i know i know you you're also working in the in the hospitality industry um mm. and what i was i'm curious about and for anybody who who um makes their way in the world in several different ways. What is it that um, flushes all the different pieces out for you? What do you get from the different, all the different things that you're involved with and, and how do those come together for you? Uh, I, 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 I think sometimes on the grace of others really is how I'm able to, to do a couple different things like, um, when it comes to my job in the hospitality, like I, I'm successful at that because I, um, am a pretty personable individual and, and I work at a hotel and that, uh, is a, is a really good trait because some of those folks are spending or at least up until, um, this whole kind of COVID crisis could be spending upwards of 150, 200 nights away from their home. And so when they, when they, you know, approach somebody and they see somebody who gives them like a little bit of a friendly angle. It's, it, it really is helpful for them, which is funny because on the, that's just something I do, right? Like that's just kind of part of my, so it, it's kind of on this balance with other people. And then, you know, same thing too, with, um, 
with the other piece about being creative and, and wanting to, to have that be a part of my life as well. Like another struggle about this kind of isolation is that it, it gives time for me to really maybe think deeper about a story or something that I'm working on, but it'll never go anywhere if I don't tell anyone about it and I don't show other people. So it once again, kind of becomes this, this idea of being an individual and being one person doing many things is only as, as available as, as being able to collaborate with other people in, in order to, to work through those ideas, regardless if they're mine or somebody else's. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about my experience of you so far, because when I first met you, you were um, helping people to do um, little promo pieces for shows and, and you were helping them to figure out how to, how to script it, how to put it together, how to use the equipment mm-hmm. to record it. Um, and you, you have this sort of, um, inclusiveness, uh, that is gets just kind of part of your personality that, that pulls people in and, and makes them feel like it's okay to come in and do this and they can, they can experiment with it and you'll experiment with them. It's that collaboration piece, which I think is a lot a part of making radio, especially when everybody's on a learning curve, right? Um, you're either learning something or you're giving back to somebody else who's learning something. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally like it in a nutshell right there is that, uh, you know, I, and to, 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 to kind of reel that into the idea of doing several things in, and so as opposed to just doing one thing and being really good at it was that I, I think I remember what it's like to not be able to do stuff like, to you know and to look at somebody who is actually really fluent in in a skill that I wish I had and being like wow like how how did they get to that spot like and 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 then obviously I realized that it's like through a lot of tremendous amount of work most of the time you know but you don't really see that as if you're looking at something and idolizing it you know it's easy to get caught up in just like the the kind of right there tactile version of it and saying, wow, like, not necessarily, hey, I couldn't do that, but I, I if I was to do it, like, how, how would I go about that? And the, the inclusive, that right there is kind of, a, of the backbone of that inclusive nature, because if you can remember that and remember those times when you're like, oh, I, I didn't know what I was doing, you know, and I, then it, 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 I think it gives you a little bit more incentive to want to pass along those skills. What do you get from, from, from passing those skills along? Uh, I mean, I think I feel a little bit like it's a, like, I mean, I feel, uh, uh, that it's, I have the skill, like, especially in terms of when it comes to radio and in, in that I have the skills, so I should show others how to do it. And, you know, like I said, community radio really truly has, you know, framed this identity for me. So I, like I said, I feel obligated to give back to it. Well, it's the synchronicity, right? If we're not putting into the thing that feeds us, then we're, the, everything becomes unbalanced. So it's, it's good. You're engaging in sustainability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nurturing the thing that takes care of you, right? I mean, that's even a principle that, I mean, it's, 
I think you're probably right that it's not something that we all always do. Um, but that's kind of what leads us into a lot of problems in the world. If you think about us as individuals, if we don't take the time to nourish our own selves, our bodies, they're the vessels that we're moving through the world in and sustain us. Um, but taking a look at the work and the, the, or the learning or wherever it is that we get our reason for living fulfilled through. If we're not engaging in also supporting that and nurturing it and making sure that it um, is also thriving, then we're just engaging in a one-way street. It's going to, it's not necessarily always going to be there for us. Just a principle of life. <laughs> it's a principle yeah. of life. I'm just thinking about what purpose and because, because we've mentioned it a couple of times, especially around what's going on with the board. Do you, do you have a sort of a, a central idea of your purpose in, in the world um, mm. that all of this feeds into? Or is it, is it emerging even? I mean, I'm just curious. You know, I, I, that's a really good one, Luca, because purpose is like vital. I think vital in anybody's in, in many aspects of the world not having something to do or not feeling like a you have a purpose or even just a job to do and that job is important right i think really really weighs heavy on individuals who don't have that or don't understand or maybe even don't even understand the value of doing something else that or sorry giving yourself some kind of purpose i i don't i don't know if i could really nail down at at this moment i think I'm coming out of a time in my life where um, I lost my mom a couple of years ago and had lost my father pretty tragically as a boy. And so mm -hmm. that cycle of, of activity is coming back to me as a young adult. And for me, the, the kind of purpose of where I'm headed right now is to, to, to actually look at that again and not necessarily look it, try to look look at it differently than i have been conditioned to feel about it up until this point mm -hmm. and and then to turn that around and once again like display this kind of like hey it's okay if you don't know what you're doing because i don't know what i'm doing either that that's all right and i i think that that's a really important aspect and another kind of element that I, that I possess that I'm able to, to show and to, to connect with other people and be like, this is something that happened to me. And there are things that are much worse than that. And, but I think the, the common thread is that you're able to tell the story. You're able to be heard and that it's okay because I feel the same way too. Mm hmm Absolutely. So in a in a purpose setting, that's a little bit where I'm at for for right now, and and things seem to be moving really well. Because in many other times, I if I confronted these situations in my life, is put me into a little bit of a spin of darkness. Absolutely. And we all know that place. We we all know what that is. Mm -hmm. You know, I think probably quite a few people are probably battling with that right now. I think current being, situations are definitely exacerbating it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, 
and I think that's it's funny because uh, my my friend Des, who uh, is a wonderful musician in town, and he speaks in very, very metaphorically, and he will always say something like, you know, this is the time where patience is, you know, the the true necessity. And I'll be like, yeah, you're right, yeah, man. That. You know, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, and it's, I mean, and obviously things are a little bit different when you want to employ that. Uh, there's a lot of elements involved in it, but it it is a it 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 really is like a a kind of hodgepodge of what's going on right now, and that has landed us into this position where we're all thinking like, I guess like, well, what is the purpose? Like now that I'm just sitting here, yeah, we're know. we're we're left with ourselves, and um we're all being forced into some self-examination. You can't escape yourself anymore when you're stuck at home with yourself and you realize (laughs) you're both, I've seen people post things like um, all these issues that I've been having over the last number of years. And I had all X, Y, Z reasons for this. And here I've been home for two weeks and I think I finally found the common denominator behind all the problems. (laughs) You know, it's like, Oh, it's, me (laughs) and and there is there is a big part of that and it can be really discouraging but it can also be extremely empowering and i think what i'm hearing you contrast is that while we all have i mean it is everywhere we turn the invitation to make sure that we have a purpose and that we're connected with our purpose that our life has some greater meaning that we're engaging with that but if you don't know what that is, it's not really something you just declare and then you suddenly can have all this passion and can connect in with it. And what is more accessible is definitely the how do you want to be being right now, which really connects you more in with your personal value system, with what you want to be experiencing in the world and how you want to be experiencing it. That is something any one of us can access at any time. doesn't mean that it's as easy to engage with being that way. You know, there's still a lot of barriers around that and that is really challenge enough. And so I think when we're stuck at home, that whole question of how do I want to be being right now is it's kind of all the only question we've got left. And so for some people, how I want to be being is coping as best I can with uh, watching TV, playing games, being creative, making something other people. It's a very conscious effort to create community through unusual methods by trying to, you know, we can't go out and have a coffee. We can't go and create events and hang out with people and meet them there. So what are we going to do? I mean, we're engaging in that right now by how are we going to provide a forum for the conversations that Luca and I love to be having. We're sitting down with somebody new. We don't know everything about them. How can we do this in a way that actually captures it and allows us to share that with other people, which is what we're doing in our show all the time. So we're having to be creative. We're having to find a new way of doing it. But I think when we anchor back in again into how do we want to be being as we do this, we want to still be genuine. We still want to be at ease. We want to be working in tandem with the technology that we have available and not fighting with it all the time. <laughs> so far, so good. Knock on wood. I got some wood. Got some wood? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we will knock you on the head, Matt Woodford. So <laughs> It also reminds me, because you've talked about it a couple of times already in the conversation, Matt, about friendship. 
that that there that you made friendships in coming into the radio um that that it was that there were friends that you already knew um and that and I'm thinking about you know when we when we lose parents early on in our lives I think that our friends become in some ways even more important or if we're separated from our family for for whatever reason um those friendships become um sustaining and and it's the place that we go for reassurance and succor and um uh inspiration uh, when we're going through things like we're going through right now um and i'm and i'm hearing you talk about those friendships what what um do you have like a, a anything to share with us about friendship and what friendship means and does for you in your life uh, i'm you, you nailed it there luca because yeah friendship has been uh incredibly important i mean i've had the same friend my longest friend his name's jay and uh I'm, he, I've known him since I was five. We grew up in the same place and he was at all my birthdays and this, that, and we played hockey together and, um, and whoopsies. Oh, geez. There's that, sorry, there's that glitch that we were talking about earlier. You didn't time. knock on wood. <laughs> Te- technology glitches. Yes. Well, we, we recover. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and anyways, yeah, so we get back to my, my friend Jay there. He's, uh, so I'm 30, I'll be 34 this year. Um, so that's a, a tremendous amount of time that he's been around in my life. And, and furthermore, the, the other individuals are like, we're going on 20 years as well. Um, and those relationships have taken many forms, I think. And sometimes they get incredibly intimate in terms of that. These are members of my family and right. I can no longer idly sit by while they do this X or vice versa like they're seeing me do something and they're like hey for real you need to rethink this or and and that's been yeah like i say crucial because because of the loss that i experienced it did alter very much not only the 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 dynamic of my family but also the way that like an uh, like an authoritarian uh figure was presented because it was my mom she was a single mom she was young when that happened. She had two kids and she could not have been more afraid of pushing her kids away. And so in, so in that became this idea of that I struggled a little bit with this authoritarian idea because nobody ever displayed that to me. I was never kind of hard edge discipline was not really a thing around, you know, unless it was through the law or some other kind of third party like that. And, and so with, and to bring that into my friendships, like that's where that element was picked up. It, Interesting. it wasn't, it wasn't because I, um, you know, had to seek it out. It was, that was an element that was, was a void. And like, it, that was picked up through other people in my life. I don't, and it was never a cognizant thing. I, I never went to them and said, Hey, blah, blah, blah. I'm having a problem where I have a friend and, yeah. you know, can this you, kind of, this kind of action. Can it, you make me was, accountable or hold someone else accountable? Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. And, and I mean, once again, I mean, that, that kind of has a, a, a whole nother element in itself because there's like this enable shift then idea that comes right. along in that because you're my friend and you're my authoritarian figure, how can you really 
be be a, a like make a proper critique of of someone's right. personality or situation they've got themselves in. Yeah. So yeah, it's this twisty kind of um like tree of embrace, but I think that that is the nature of a, a long-term friendship and the stages that you can move through, especially in like if like like 10 years of friendship is quite a long time, but there's still a little bit to happen, especially when those relationships happen when we were young, like, you know, 15 to 25, a lot is changing. But once you get past 25, there's a whole new element that comes in life, as I'm sure there are in many stages that are coming forward in my life. And, and I'm sure my friendships will be just as important at that time. Yeah. And I mean, I would assume that they, that they would be. And (laughs) yeah. And and I would assume there'll be a, a new group of relationships that'll come through my life that um will be just as just as fruitful or inviting as they have been in the past mm-hmm. matt you've got two songs that you came with today so we've got um one from sloan and one from the dead weather which one would you like to listen to first um they're both uh i mean the dead weather is one of my just a really good blues song so let's play that song okay would you like to tell yeah. everybody before or after why you picked the song um oh let's play it right now let's play let's i'll do it after okay okay sounds good
I Can't Hear You by The Dead Weather. And I, when we were listening to it, I said to Matt, oh, it sounds like sounds like the White Stripes. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's go Jack White. Okay. We're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good to hear, Rebecca. Um, Matt, you said you'd tell us afterwards why you picked that song. I, I, I love that band. Um, yeah. Jack White, I love Jack White. There's a couple other musicians in the band as well that um, I really respect it as icons as I have moved through my musical career um, and it just makes me I feel like I can live like their rock stardom through the music as I sit here in my own house oh right on <laughs> I just like can so see you have it an inner rock their star. eyes and it, oh and it's just lovely it's just so wonderful <laughs> um, I've always been a big rock and roll fan and a big blues fan so when any, I mean, that's, I guess, not as new as it once was, but uh, it's still pretty fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luca, you look like you're about to form a question. Yeah, I see your mouth and your finger. I'm thinking about, um, about changes in our taste in music. And there are some things like the friendships that you've had since you were five years old that sort of run like a steady thread through your life. And then there's, the new friends that you bring in, right? Well, I, it's like that music is a friend and you, you bring in, every once in a while you bring in a new friend and, and, te- and test it out and see if you like it. And I'm curious about whether there's any new music that you've been bringing in lately that, that you're sort of making friends with. Uh, maybe not new in its release, but uh, I've been listening no, to a lot to of Tom Waits. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Tom Waits lately. And I've always known Tom Waits and uh, listened to, you know, his like his big tracks. Uh, but just kind of understanding him a little bit more as an artist and the career that he's had and the length of time that he's been at doing what he's doing. Um, the access I feel like he would have creatively uh, would. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's always still difficult for anybody who's creating anything to to come up with that. But I just feel like he's got a flow that, I don't know, I, that, it's once again one of those pieces that I look at and I'm like, how is he doing that? Like, how does he have that much output? And I, so that's something that new that's been coming through, through my listening habits. And I think maybe because it's, uh, it comes from a respect thing and that I just, I feel like I could occupy a similar um, kind of tone range. And so I'm looking at him and, and maybe seeing the different techniques that he uses to connect his his melodies to his music. Mm-hmm. Do you play? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been playing guitar for many years and I can kind of fumble my way through a couple different instruments. Um, and to a point where, you know, I could get going on a pretty good, you know, Bob Seger song or something like that <laughs> if need be. Do you play yeah, it and, alone or, or with other people? Uh, not <laughs> right now. Yeah. Oh, I do. It's play alone. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I used to play, uh, was playing a lot more with people a few years ago. Um, but the funny thing about that is, 
that challenge about getting a little bit older and is people's lives really take a, a different, very different directions, especially if you do decide to have a family or you decide to go headlong into, you know, a one specific career or at least a specific area. Um, it can, it can really, it will really dictate your, your schedule essentially. And Very true. me being, me being a kind of a, uh, you know, a creative during the day and then a bartender at night. Um, it doesn't leave for a lot of room to like collaborate with families on the weekends. <laughs> right. It's very true. Um, yeah. it's interesting because just the way you were describing, um, how you were perceiving Tom Waits music and what was appealing to you, there was a perspective in how you were talking about it that I was like, he's, he's got to play because this is more about experiencing music with the, um, with a part of your brain that knows that you could also be doing this or how would you be doing this? And that's actually, that's a different way than, than some other people. I don't, I don't have the capability to play. I'll just say, I can sing, maybe not that great, but I can sing, right? <laughs> and so it's different. And so music will be connecting with me in slightly different ways. That was, that was why that question popped out right there. So it's, that's neat. How do you think the fact that you are, someone who plays, who creates music, who engages with it that way, impacts your storytelling with radio. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, uh, it's a really good question. Um, I think maybe it's that when it comes to music, I don't know if there's necessarily like a, a beginning and an end. It's just kind of this fluid thing that, either around and 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 maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be audio either because I don't certainly don't want to keep it strictly to that like I think tone and vibration can be can be can be used as a communication device through many senses and as a as a musician I think and a storyteller that it kind of goes two different ways because there's there's not really a start and an end to any kind of story that I tell either. There there might be a, a heightened punchline that people hear more than anything else, um, but I mean the the depth of backstory that sometimes uh, maybe a character in a story has but isn't totally displaying in the story arc of what it is you're trying to communicate and. But yet that, so that I would consider to be the, a different tone where that's what I think music is, is that you can take one simple vibration and either speed it up or slow it down or stretch it out or crunch it or see what it sounds like from, you know, X feet away inside of a canister. <laughs> and the, the, how you can alter that is like endlessly intriguing to me. And so when it comes to radio, I think it's actually kind of a, I mean, uh, and the way that I speak is kind of sometimes a bit of a detriment to me because I, I do was like always in the middle of a story. You know, there's never, there's never really like an end point. You just, I just kind of hang out and wait for somebody to ask me another question. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, but there's all different kinds of storytelling, right? I mean, like there's all different kinds of music. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, 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 
and sorry to, to contrast kind of my previous statement there that maybe the the best stories that um have a clear beginning and a clear end are so classic and everybody draws elements from them because they're you know be so insular mm-hmm. i'm curious about the storyteller in you mm. and what and what the stories are that you like to tell and how do you tell them Uh, it, uh, you know what, this is where you can say that radio has influenced my life and that, uh, radio always told me to know my audience. Always, whatever story it is that you're telling, um, if there are elements to that story that you're able to, let's say for lack of a better term, massage, so that a, a audience maybe is hears those elements a little bit clearer because I work at a hotel and the hotel that I work at is a rat, you know, it's a pretty prestigious hotel and we have a lot of very, very interesting guests, <laughs> people of all different kinds of backgrounds and jobs and um, opinions and education levels. And so it's a, it's a very, if you have an ear for it, and if you're attuned to it, there are some insanely interesting things that are happening. And so I've been making attempts at collecting as many of these kind of things that I can and am haven't quite figured out how to tell those stories yet. Honestly, it, it's because the, the story is always the best from the person who knows the story. Um, but sometimes right. that person doesn't want to tell that story or is, is, is uncomfortable with, maybe not necessarily the story being told, but them being the ones that tell it. Mm-hmm. Or and being identified, yes. maybe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people spend uh, long careers working in, in this industry, and that's a footprint that you certainly don't want to just erase. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, trying to, to think about that story from instead of, because most of the stories that I tell seem to have, like, this element of like for to pun it out existentialism this you know this kind of like let's talk about our spirits and how that makes me feel uh and how i can relate it to my my tactile world um whereas the stories about the hotel yes are very much like here's the theme you know here's a couple joke punch lines and a zinger at the end to really make you laugh how and, do you capture and, those like, I, that, I mean are you capturing them by writing them down or are you carrying them around all of them in your head? Or, or, or I, I originally was just kind of going around the hotel and asking people to tell me stories. And I've got some pretty, uh, pretty good ones for myself as well that have happened just to me. And so I'll be able to tell those really well. So uh, originally my idea was that I would take the stories yeah, and fictionalize them as much as I could and then find a voice actor to to communicate that the, those elements of the story and then for them to, to retell it as if it's a new kind of uh, customer at the bar. And, and so there, but it, but it, and this is on the other side where I think there, there are people who do actually want to tell their story and they are good storytellers and comfortable being on microphone, even if they don't maybe announce who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hope to have both of those kind of elements uh, present. You could have anonymous storytellers. Mm-hmm. 
right? The story I, I even played with the idea way. of like, because it's audio, uh, I could maybe get away with actually telling the story to myself as playing the bartender. <laughs> so I could play right. the bartender and then someone could come in and be like, hey, I've got a story. And I'm like, wow, you've got a familiar voice. <laughs> says, don't worry about it just move on because <laughs> you know? a whole new meaning to talking to yourself right <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah <laughs> hey we've got a second song of yours here and i'd like to make sure we play that before we finish out today so we've got uh nothing lasts forever anymore by sloan i love sloan such a uber canadian band right there amazing um do you want to tell us before we listen or after why you picked that song yeah, I picked that one because because uh, it's Sloan, and I <laughs> love I love that band and have for many many years. And I think that it's just so wonderfully cynical to 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 attach uh, you know the idea of nothing lasting forever anymore to a beautiful melody. Nice. All right, yeah. let's uh, stop and take a listen to Nothing Lasts Forever anymore with Sloan, and we'll be back uh, to listen to Matt Woodford and just a few more minutes that we got at the end of the program.
Welcome back. You're listening to 90.1 FM CGSF. We just listened to Nothing Lasts Forever by, uh, sorry, Nothing Lasts Forever Anymore by Sloan, which was uh, Matt Woodford's second song request for today. And um, while we were on the break there listening to the song, um, Matt was showing, because we're on Zoom, so we're looking at each other here. I know that we can't see you all who are listening and you can't see us, but uh, Matt was just giving us uh, a quick show and tell of some of his tattoos. And uh, there's one that you were saying that you re- that was like your favorite that you wanted to uh, talk about. Could you tell us about that? Yeah. Uh, my favorite one is, so it's on my left arm, uh, my left forearm. And it is uh, a one, a two, a five, and a one. And it's in kind of a block lettering or block numbering. Uh, think about like if you look at a, a digital clock and it says 1251. That's essentially what it is. And it kind of came about, I, I just love symbology. I, 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 other, the way that other people display symbology, the way that society use symbology, and in just in my own little individual life, what I like to, um, just those little things that I like to do that I either want to put meaning to, or I want to understand a length of time or a specific time period in my life, uh, kind of drew out of this idea that I was seeing these 1251. And maybe I was just having lunch at the same time every day or something like that, but it just kept popping up or I like, you know, I'd watch, uh, a hockey game and, and I'd look up and look at the time and it would be 1251 and I'd be like, Oh, that's totally weird. Like I just saw that at lunchtime. And so that's when I was like, well, you know what, I'm going to take that and, and see if I can work with it a little bit. And the more I looked at it, the more it was like, okay, it's kind of like a mirror image of itself. And yeah. oh, if I flip it around this way and give it a twist at the palindrome and like, yeah. okay, I, I, so I, the more and more I attached to it, the more and more I was like, okay, yeah, like this is going to be, I'm going to make this my symbol and it's going to be a thing that I use to kind of remark myself as to where I am, you know, like Mm -hmm. right now we're talking about 1251 and in my head I'm thinking, remember what's going on. We're making a radio show right now. You know, it's another day. It's beautiful outside. It's just kind of one of these take a breath moment and yeah, it sounds grounding. Yeah, like look at where you're at. Huh, that's cool. Did you and even? Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, did you check out the numerology of that? I'm curious as to if that those numbers together had any meaning. Of course, Luca might have something to say about that too. <laughs> well, it adds up to a nine, which is the yeah. number that gives you full choice, right? Of oh, it's cool. the it's the combination of all the other numbers. So. In nine, I mean, I don't like completely simplistic level because there's way more to numerology than that, but it does add up to it. Totally. I would, I've done a few, I haven't done anything with that number specifically, actually. That's a, a good idea. I'll look into that. Um, but I've done, I was telling you, my friend Jason is my longest friend. His mom is, uh, really into numerology and astrology and has done my numbers quite a few times and always has very interesting things to say <laughs> and can somehow make these relations between, um, pieces or elements in my life. And I'm like, Oh wow. Yeah. Like That's you, got me. you got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. So cool. You know, so, you've got a couple of others, uh, uh, tattoos? Uh, tattoos on your, on your legs. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, so I've been working on a, a buffet. 
<laughs> and I'll say that again, a buffet, like yes. a whole bunch of different dishes of food. Uh, started when I was, when I went, when I moved to Vancouver, um, and I started going to school, I was around, I was around 25 and I always said that, um, on my 30th birthday, I would get a tattoo of a sandwich and that was going to be what I was going to do. Uh, and so I just, and so 30 came, you know, as sure as anything There's else. There's a sandwich. And yeah, there it was. Uh, and it, <laughs> in contrast, was actually the start of a very difficult period in my life. And I, I was really glad that I had done that because I could always look down on it and, and it always makes me smile. Well, that's awesome. I'm wondering, did, did, was it an open face sandwich or was it a closed? Because I'm thinking if it coincided like with a, a part. Oh, it's like a stacked up roast beef sandwich <laughs> with all the thickens and there then like go. a side view. <laughs> it's the layers of sandwich. Oh, it's amazing. There's tomatoes and onions in there and there's an olive on top. I have Talk not about had lunch symbolism. Yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting hungry yeah. now. Um, so Matt, we've just got a few more minutes left. Is what's coming up next for you? Well, like what's your growing edge where you're exploring some new territory and you could tell people about that and, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I've been kind of on the tail end of uh, a bit of a strange time in my life and even more than kind of what's been going on in the world. Uh, and I've been working hard at trying to make some sense of some changes and I'm going to turn that into my passion, which is audio. So I've got a couple stories that kind of do that involve around the, the passing of my father and the renderings of that through my life. And, um, and so I kind of got it backed up with a few, um, you know, legal documents and this kind of thing and some interviews with, uh, folks who are relatable to to the situation like I, I would really like um, this podcast to be as, as much about my story but even more so that my story isn't it, it's just one story and and it's actually the the elements of that story that make it connecting to other people in that this is a thing that made me feel vulnerable but because I was okay with that it actually made me feel better and I was able to work through it and and I want to take my story and have it be able to connect with other people in the sense that this, this stage of, of, you know, that you can, that space that you can get into that we can all slip into so very easily, um, is something we all share. And even though it's a very personal thing, um, it, it doesn't mean that you're alone in how you move through those spaces. So I've been in, but the, in order for me to do that first, I had to go through that as myself. And now I can look back on it and use this skill that I've developed in terms of my storytelling and production to tell potentially the biggest story of my life thus far. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. So, that sounds yeah, epic. Yeah, it's going to be, <laughs> yeah, it's going to, I'm really, ex- I'm really excited about it. And it's got some original music and I hope to have it get some, get done before the end of this year and now you've got time at home to do it nothing but luca (laughs) so if uh, people people who are listening have not caught your show or shows do you have more than one show at cgsf i don't have any shows (gasps) wait what 
Oh my goodness. No, I don't. <gasps> yeah. Shocked. Sounds but like one's people, in the making. <laughs> I know. I have, I do have one in the making actually. It's, yeah. uh, um, but if those folks want to check out some of my work, um, yeah. I just was a part of a very great uh, sci-fi science fiction podcast series uh, with some CJSF alumni and some current um, programmers, and it's called Please Save the Space Bees, and it's available <laughs> on Spotify or iTunes or Google Play, SoundCloud. And it's an excellent three-part science fiction podcast, and it's so much fun. And there's all different elements of drama and comedy and Very cool. uh, futuristic technology and contemporary issues kind of wrapped up in a, uh, like a cosmic whodunit, essentially. That's awesome. All right. We'll send a link out for that, and hopefully people will connect with you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Matt. Yeah, thanks. I, been... I, I love your show, and I um, was happy that, that you invited me on, so thank you very much. So pleased. We'll catch you around the station, I'm sure. And until next week. I wonder what's around the corner. Essential Conversations is brought to you courtesy of Luca Halleck's Power Sorcerer. And Rebecca Mears, Certified Coach. Increase your awareness, expand your options, empower yourself. Luca can be reached at www.lucahallux.com. I light the fires that light a thousand more. Connect with Rebecca at catchingfire.ca. Happy, 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 boing, 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 bo